You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Tonight we'll be reading from 2 Thessalonians 3rd chapter, verses 6. So we're going to read down to verse 15. We'll probably have two different weeks that we comment on this because of the amount of material, but we need to read the whole context together. Verse 6 begins, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep aloof from every brother who leads an unruly life, not according to the tradition which you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example because we did not act in an undisciplined manner among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with labor and hardship we kept working night and day so there might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we do not have the right to do this, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you that you may follow our example. For even when we were with you, we used to give this order. If anyone will not work, neither let him eat. For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life, doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to work in a quiet fashion and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren... Do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter, take special note of that man and do not associate with him so he may be put to shame. And do not regard him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Because we have a couple of verses of an explanation of what it means here in verse 6, to keep aloof, or the King James says to withdraw from. We'll save our comments for when we get down to verses 14 and 15 about that part of it. But we note that what's given here is a command to all the brethren of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's what the apostles taught and gave, he says, by uh, the tradition. Now, we already talked about the use of tradition as a, a body of knowledge passed on from the apostles. So this is not traditions of men, not traditions of the law. This is the tradition of the apostles. And I think generally we normally refer to that as the teachings of the gospel. Paul said that there are brethren who lead unruly lives. The King James uses the uh, more poetic, and I think it gets to the idea of the the Greek word behind this better, when it says, walks disorderly. Literally, it's talking about a person who is out of step. And so I remember uh, eighth and ninth grade band when we were being taught to march in step. There was somebody in the low brass section, I won't say who, but they were tall and I know them quite well, that had trouble with the left and the right, and the band director actually made that person, don't know who he was, uh, carry a rock in his left hand until he could determine his right from his left. So when they called off the cadence of left, that's the one with the rock. Anyway, that guy didn't have to carry the rock for more than a day or two. Um, Anyway, 
that's being out of step in the band or being out of step in the unit, being out of step is a problem. And so there is a way that was taught and there were people who were out of step with it. And Paul says, the way we taught you was by example, first and foremost, uh, that we gave you the example to not be undisciplined. Again, that idea of uh, being disorderly and not following the instructions correctly. That So there are people who are being undisciplined, not like we were. Uh, we didn't eat bread without paying for it. So you can imagine the Apostle Paul, if he had said, hey, you know what, I'm preaching all the gospel. I think maybe y'all can do a little better for me this week. Um, I think y'all should uh, take care of everything I need. And that wouldn't, that may have been within their right. When Jesus sent out the, those in the limited commission, how much money and bread did he tell them to take? None, because the people who they taught would be sharing with them. And we have such instructions, Galatians 6, 6, let the one who's taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, I have the right to uh, refrain from working. I have the right to lead about a wife. I have the right to do these things. And like a fellow who works in a vineyard, he ought to be able to eat the grapes. But he says to the Thessalonians, and he'd say to some others, I didn't avail myself of all my rights. Now, when Jesus sent the 12 uh, on the limited commission among the Jews, the Jews had well been taught by the scripture. They knew the law. Uh, they, and they had the example of Levites, and they had the example of, of uh, you know, various officials in synagogues uh, that the tithing and the offerings to God would pay for those people's way, right? The Jews were well familiar with that. There, there wasn't uh, any question about the propriety of it. Uh, there wasn't any uh, lack of understanding about those who uh, were being taught that they should do that. But these pagan folks... When Paul got out there among the Gentiles, he didn't take advantage of those rights, and they didn't have a background of understanding that a certain amount of what you made would go to the things of God. And they didn't have synagogues where they'd been been worshiping in and the like. Uh, They had uh, the much more unrestrained practices of the pagans. And those pagan priests, if you study ancient history, uh, they always lived pretty well. The priestly class always does pretty well. And so uh, Paul, to show that they're not like that, kind of had gone the other way. And so he said, I was an example to you of how to live. And yet now we've got some folks taking advantage of Christian charity, it appears, taking advantage of well-meaning brethren and the like, that to a degree that the apostle himself refused to do, and they're using the common faith, uh, to get out of regular work. And so Paul says, no, in our, in our own case, by labor and hardship, we work night and day that we weren't a burden. Not again that we didn't have the right, which again, 1 Corinthians 9 is the long discussion of this because he did that at Corinth as well. But to offer ourselves in a model for you that you might follow this example. And we gave this general instruction when we were with you, this order, if anyone will not work, Neither let him eat. And so between Paul's teaching here and things to the Colossians, instructions to servants, whatever you do, do heartily as for the Lord, not for men. And other places, 
you end up developing what we've had as a uh, kind of a common core uh, in our own society till near, almost to this day, largely faded now it seems, but the idea of a Protestant work ethic, right? That the, the better you are a believer, the better you'll be a worker. Uh, the more you uh, live by faith, uh, the more you'll work hard in this life. And uh, many people who were not part of that tradition go, how is it that these people who set their mind on the other world do so well in this one? Well, they work really hard. They work with all their talents at it. And they work so they can have something to give to others rather than just enough for themselves or even worse, like some of these, taking advantage of folks like that, uh, not working at all. So this was the instruction. If you don't work, you don't eat. You can't... uh, uh, you know, uh, depend on the good grace and the charity of other people. And some of y'all, some of y'all are doing that. Uh, we hear that there are among you some who lead an undisciplined life. Again, that undisciplined, that disorderly, that out of step. And you don't work at all. Now, again, it's not for those, not an instruction about those who can't work. It's not an instruction of uh, in families a division of labor where one person might work for income and one person works on the things that uh, need to be done in the house and for the family that, that don't draw an income. It's not about that. Everybody's got responsibilities. Everybody's got things to do. It's not all about income generation, but it's all about necessary work uh, for the family and for the brethren and the roles in which uh, God has given us that we meet. But some of these folks, are not doing any work at all. And what is, it's not scripture, but I think it's pretty true, what is an idle mind? It's the devil's workshop. And so, because they weren't working, what did they have lots of time for? They had lots of time for busybody and they had lots of time for gossip. Uh, Today, imagine uh, how much these guys could uh, do on their social media. Uh, We need them to work. So, That's our first thing, the instruction of working. Now, next time, Lord willing, as we come back to this, we'll look and see what the reaction would be to those who would refuse to straighten up and want to continue to work like this, or not work like this, maybe better off to say, not work like this after the apostle has given these reminders and instructions to the church. But for now, uh, let's, let's work. Let's be like the Apostle Paul. Uh, Let's not uh, take from others, uh, either by the abuse of their charity or by theft, but do our own work with our own hands so that we instead might have something to give and to share. That's what Paul modeled for us in the New Testament. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at malvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.